That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. Stephen, your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, and today we are here for a new Hero Hour, and I am Larry, hosting this Hero Hour, and this is a very special edition of the show in which we are giving you a spoiler-filled review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And here, joining me to review the latest from Marvel Studios, we have Cinemania World team member and film poser, Miss Josie. Hi, Josie. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Um, thank you for <laughs> trusting me <laughs> for well, this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm nervous, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we are also joined by special guest and friend to the podcast, Miss Mads Madison. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. You and I did, I think, Godzilla vs. Kong yeah. together last year. That was so our fun. <laughs> so it's been a while since yeah. we talked to each other on here, but I'm excited to get to do this review with you here today. So, just this past weekend, Marvel released their latest Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which sees Doctor Stephen Strange as he casts a forbidden spell that opens a portal to the multiverse. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for his team to handle. So if you haven't checked it out already, make sure to check out our spoiler-free review that was posted last week. Particularly, if you have not seen the film yet, there is quite a bit to spoil. So if you haven't watched, go check out the spoiler-free review and come on back 
visit us here on this review after you have watched it because we're no holds barred today. Anything is on the table. You have been warned. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, just general thoughts. Josie, what did you think of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I wasn't the biggest fan. I remember watching it and I was entertained, I will say that. But the more the film went on, the more I was trying to find logic to it. And I guess that's where I got a little bit upset. I think the directing was fun to watch. I did enjoy a couple of parts there. And I mean, I did cheer with some of the cameos. But to me, it didn't have a proper narrative structure. And that really bothered me. Because at the end, I was like, what was this all for? Like, ultimately, (laughs) to me, it just felt like a two-hour TV special. Oh, all right. That's a, that's an interesting way a way to sum it up there. I, I don't know if I've heard that one, uh, but <laughs> Mads, what, what are your general thoughts on the film? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I've seen it twice now, and um, I really enjoyed it, especially because Wanda is one of my favorite characters. Um, and I was I've been waiting to see America Chavez in a movie for since like 2015, 2016, I think. Um, so it was exciting to see that. However, um, it was one of the first Marvel movies where I just didn't like feel anything, if that makes sense. Like I didn't feel emotional and I usually it's very easy to make me emotional in a movie and I just didn't feel that way, even though it was like a very emotion filled movie. And I also felt like the end, I was waiting for the climax and I felt like it never happened, but we can get into that later, but I still had fun. I still enjoyed the movie. For sure. Yeah, I think uh, I really enjoyed it upon first watch. I've also seen it twice now, and I still really enjoy it. So even coming out of that first watch, I mainly had one big problem and then another big-ish problem. But I, I just really like Sam Raimi. And to me, this this was a Raimi film like this. I just love that Marvel let him direct how he likes to direct. It was campy. It was over the top. It had those horror elements, which some people are complaining that it's not like gory, like as, you know, Evil Dead or something. I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's fine. It's still probably the most gory MCU film uh, up to date. That's for sure. But I had I had a lot of fun with it. I think it might be hurt a little bit in the fact that, you know, everything everywhere all at once just came out mm-hmm. and that that's still my favorite film of the year. And, you know, it, it explored the multiverse a little bit better. It's still my favorite of the multiverse films. And it, they came out so close together. But as it is, I, I also really enjoyed multiverse of madness but mads you brought her up and i'm just gonna say this now america chavez is actually probably my biggest complaint of the film i have a lot of complaints about it as well don't worry (laughs) so uh, we were all excited now there was controversy heading in let's just we'll start with that there was controversy about the casting Mm -hmm. heading into the film itself because if you look at the character of america chavez on the page compared to the character on the screen uh she's she's quite a bit 
a few shades lighter in, in the screen adaptation. So there was already controversy, but you know, we were told she was the best. You know, she was the best. So let's see. And at that point, I'm willing <laughs> to give her a chance. I, I want her to bring this character to life. That's what they and I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I'm not gonna totally put it on her feet here. Uh she's what, 15, 16 years 16. old. Um so you know, she's a she's a teenage girl who got asked by Marvel to be in a film hello um and it definitely comes down to the writing because i don't think we necessarily got america chavez as much as we got america the MacGuffin in this film 100 percent. she's she's not a character that was my biggest problem she's not a character she's she's literally just a plot device uh josie what were your thoughts on america haha <laughs> uh she's a race <laughs> She's the reason why I don't like the movie. Um, I, I've i been campaigning for America Chavez to join the MCU for years. I, well, like, I would die to write her debut film. Like, Marvel, please let me save her. Um, I love her. I, I've read her, all her issues. And this is the only character I've kept up with because she just means so much. And I tried to separate myself from that because, again, I I don't read most of the comics until after I watch the movies usually. But this is the first character that I followed through and through. So there was a lot I knew about her. So going into this movie, I knew it probably wasn't going to be loyal. But how, like, it feels like they've never read a single comic. <laughs> it's like you don't have to follow it to the T, but you're freaking Marvel. Why are you butchering this character's entire essence? <laughs> like, she's supposed to represent strength. And I understand they were probably trying to go with, um, she's young, she's finding her strength. But the thing with America Chavez is that she's always strong. And that's not, like, the main issue. Her biggest journey is learning to control her emotions and that she should trust people. That's her journey. It isn't about her being confident in herself. So that was a weird change. But also, just what they did to her moms. Because <laughs> I'm like, her mom's literally like, it's so epic. They, in the comics, they sacrifice themselves and they die to save the utopian parallel. And then overcome by grief, America just runs away. Like, her whole thing is running away from her feelings. And I thought we were getting a little bit of that when she runs away from Doctor Strange. But then they brought her back to fear. And I'm like, she's not a scaredy cat. And then like screaming at the bee, like bees don't need any of this anti-propaganda. They're dying enough already. Like 5,000 or like 5 million of them died the other day on a plane because Delta left them on the tarmac. We don't need any of I know we don't need any of that right now. Protect the bees. So Marvel, what the heck? Do you think Marvel left that as a an opening to bring her parents back in because it very much felt like a, I don't know, in a book, if I read that, certainly I would think that that was like, Oh yeah. Know, foreshadowing. Like no, I would, like, you know, I, I saw that as foreshadowing. They're supposed to, like, it, it, like that's the whole setup from what Dr. Strange said. Like your moms are probably still out there. Blah, blah, blah. So that might happen. But also there are like two stories with her in the comics. Like one is that her moms did die. The other is that she's actually not from the utopian parallel. She's from the Bronx and her moms were like nurses or something. So there's a lot that they can play with that. But either way, like them getting sucked into <laughs> one of her portals because of a bee. Wow. I mean, that was. I uh, laughed. I was nice. like, this is supposed to be a comedy, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Mads, you you brought her up. You were hyped for America Chavez to be brought to film. What what were your thoughts there? Yeah, I obviously when the casting announcement came out, I was pretty disappointed. Um, and I've been again, I've been waiting for her. I feel like for so long, um, and I loved her character so much. I'm just hopeful that, um. I'm hopeful that they can make her like, <laughs> I don't know, come more into like who she is in the comics. Um, and I feel really bad because I feel like social has been like bullied so much already that I don't want to be like yeah. angry with her because she's just a kid. Um, but obviously Marvel did a really bad job with um, like the colorism in casting her so much lighter and changing her um, nationality isn't great either. Um, but I still looked at it and I couldn't help but feel like five-year-old me would have been so excited to see her um, because like I'm Mexican and I feel like seeing her would have meant a lot to me, but I do feel really bad because that takes away from a ton of other people. You know what I mean? Um and like seeing her in the parks like seeing pictures of her I don't know I got a very like nostalgic childhood me would have loved this so much um feeling and I feel a lot, really bad for her because she's being bullied a lot but she was totally MacGuffin her and the book of Ashanti were like just two MacGuffins that bothered me a lot that that was a whole movie um <laughs> that killed me that the whole entire thing that's why the climax didn't feel like a climax but again we'll get there later um and what's really weird is the the entrance to this film like the first i don't know 10 15 minutes move very fast like it's so fast yeah <laughs> we start basic we start mid-scene like it doesn't really uh like it's an okay choice i guess it's an interesting choice but we start in the middle of a scene and um uh, we this film is barely over two hours, which for a superhero mm -hmm. movie these days is like, oh, that's super short. So there is room to flesh out her as a person. For uh, sure. That's, I, I think that's what's like so disappointing is there was space here to to explore her as a person rather than just make her this plot device. Um, I yeah, I also feel like they did the thing where. Um, they write a teenager based on how like a boomer views a teenager and not how teenagers <laughs> actually are, how they actually speak or act. Um, it felt like a like caricature of what a teenager is. Um, and I didn't love that. I still think she was very like she was an adorable character, but America Chavez isn't adorable. <laughs> She's a badass. So, uh, hey, you know, hey. yeah, <laughs> I, I feel yeah, I feel very torn about it. She she wasn't the character, but if it had been a different character that they made for this movie, I would have liked her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. How did you feel about yeah. the visualization of her power? Um, honestly, it felt very 2007 to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't <laughs> love the the star. It didn't didn't look right. It didn't sit right with me, mm. but yeah. <laughs> when I saw the star, I was happy they kept that, considering what they've done with Miss Marvel, where they've changed her powers. So I'm glad that oh, they true. kept the fact that her portals are like stars, because that's her. 
But I mean, the way that we show up, and I'm like, nah, her, she, her, she literally punches Portal. She kicks yeah. Portals. She's the kickboxer Muhammad Ali of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> but I totally agree. It kind of looked wonky. Yeah, I feel like when you're translating something like that into live action, it could have been like the star shape, but looked mm-hmm. more rugged and less like a stamp of a st- If that makes sense, like it yeah. felt very animated which I guess can be a cool interpretation but it didn't feel like it went with the rest of the visuals in the film which were very dark and very rugged (laughs) and yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so speaking on the the visuals let's talk about the the different the campiness the the horror vibes the the Sam Raimi of it all so now i admit the first review actually I, I clicked on said that they felt Sam Raimi had been neutered with this film <laughs> and I personally highly disagreed I mm-hmm. I don't know I've seen yeah, most I've seen all opposite. of Sam Raimi's films this felt pretty in line with his style like <laughs> outside of the Spider-Man films honestly those are the ones that kind mm-hmm. of feel less Raimi, more superhero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This feels like they were like, all right, Raimi, yeah, well, like that third eye being the final shot of the film <laughs> screamed Sam Raimi. Like, I'm actually shocked Marvel let him do that. <laughs> like, put that third eye on Doctor Strange. Uh, but, yeah, how did you feel about the the horror vibes, the, the ridiculous uh campy nature of so many of these shots the signatures um where we get those spirits of this is part that i love when we get those spirits like swamping Mm -hmm. people and we get the like you know that weird um i don't even know what kind of shot what it's called um we get it with dr strange and then we get it with uh rachel mcadams christine and then we get it with wanda where we're like in the pov like swarming around their head (laughs) But how did you all feel about Raimi's direction? Mads, we'll start with you on this one. Oh, I love it. I I always love it. Um, I loved how they let him be gross. Like, it was gross. The Captain Carter part. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) That was so... I I was with my boyfriend. He hates horror, and horror is my favorite genre. Every single time something Wanda would do something just fucked up, I had the biggest smile on my face. And he was like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> like I was so happy. Um, I I loved that they let it get bloody. Um, I loved people hated this. I've seen a lot of tweets and they're so valid and they're probably right. But I loved the like crossfades, the, the excessive amount of just... <laughs> fading into another like character absolutely adored it felt like i don't know star wars or something it was so good um and i just loved how campy it was i thought the cgi wasn't good and i think that all of phase four cgi has been lacking so can't even complain eternals was hideous i loved (gasps) i loved eternals i think that the cgi for eternals looked like it came out in 2005 (gasps) i love the movie though one of my favorites but visually okay yeah except you i guess yeah uh (laughs) cgi for multiverse of madness didn't like it but i liked the colors in the movie Uh, i felt like it was really refreshing um i loved how campy it was and i loved that they played with horror that was so good to me 
All right, Josie, what about you? What are your thoughts there? I really haven't seen that much Sam Raimi. The only thing I can think about are the Spider-Man films. But okay. sitting there, I immediately could tell this is definitely a person's style. So I immediately assumed, <laughs> like, okay, they're letting Sam Raimi do what he does. And I haven't seen Evil Dead, but immediately I was like, oh, this gave me kind of like evil dead vibes i don't know how it was like immediately i was like yes <laughs> as if i, I mean, had even seen if the entire see, catalog if you just see like the bruce campbell shot with all the blood on his face and the, that angle i've never seen anything angle, but immediately like... <laughs> i was like yes probably i'm pretty sure the internet is going to be talking about this in two days and yes um yeah i thought it was interesting uh going into it, i was kind of nervous because i know how sam raimi's fans can get the toxic ones <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, sorry. Si te identificas, no es mi problema. But um, I was kind of on board with the directing versus the writing. My, my main gripe with this film is the writing. So I was happy they were allowed to do something different, which sets it apart because I think that's the biggest problem with the MCU right now. Some of the films are mm -hmm. blending in together. So being able, I mean, that's why we love or at least most people like Ragnarok, regardless of how people feel about it, like you see, you immediately know which film it is. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was a, a good aspect of the directing. I mean, I agree. I think the writing let down the directing. Though, I almost, I wish mm -hmm. Sam Raimi could have written it as well. As, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Marvel or if it was the writing. I do feel like something held Sam Raimi back. Maybe for, I do have a bit of a gripe with the rating. I don't think the film was an R film. I feel like it should have been an R film. Oh, yeah. Like they could have gone farther. Yeah, because there was yeah. that one scene where Wanda's just going AWOL, like ham on all these people. And it reminded <laughs> me kind of, a, of Invincible, which is well known for it. Like even if it's animated, people are like, this yeah, is oh, like yeah. gory. Brutal. So like <laughs> with... But this film, I I wouldn't say it's gory. I think it's violent. And if we had gotten that R rating, it would have been chef's kiss. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, that writing, though, it's what let it down. Well, Ugh. going back to America Chavez being a MacGuffin, <laughs> that comes from the script. Uh, it's, she was written yeah. as, as a plot device rather than an actual person. No, like, not to be mean, but <laughs> like, I feel like she could have been replaced with a salt yeah. shaker and it would have been box. the same That's thing. What I, said. I was like, if like, she was a course. box that they mm -hmm. were keeping away from Wanda, she's the, a little, the movie doesn't yeah, change. She's a little Pandora's box. And like, it's not yeah. her fault. Whoever's like, no. now, like you mentioned that I need to say, whoever's bullying her, leave her alone. It's not her fault. Number one, casting directors just love to do whatever they want to do and they're just going to make up an excuse. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marvel. Marvel has a problem <laughs> yeah. with their casting and it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. But let's let's talk about that scene because it's obviously a very contentious scene online. We are introduced to a group called the Illuminati. It's the <laughs> it's the scene that literally everybody was speculating about heading into the film. We got the voice of Sir Patrick Stewart in the trailer. So they wanted you to start buzzing and theorizing and all that. And people ran buck wild with it. They wanted Tom Cruise as Iron Man. They wanted the Hulk. They wanted uh, Tobey Maguire in here. I mean, they wanted literally anybody and everybody that we could throw in this film. People wanted to see happen. But, I mean, we still did get some pretty big... Um, 
cameos, obviously, introducing two key groups to the MCU. We got John Krasinski as Reed Richards and Sir Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier, as well as Ms. Rambeau coming on as an alternate universe Captain Marvel and Peggy Carter coming in as Captain Carter and then Black Bolt, who, I mean, I mean, it's the same actor from Inhumans, I guess, so there's that, but... (laughs) I don't know. Were people checking for Black Bolt? I don't too much know. But um, uh, so we didn't get all the cameos that people wanted and some that left some people disappointed. And then the way that they were taken out, I think, left other people disappointed. I loved it. I don't know about y'all. I Mm -hmm. lived for that Wanda v. the (laughs) Illuminati scene. Matt, what do you think of it? Um, yeah, t- watching her tear them apart made my whole night when we watched <laughs> when I saw it. I loved it so much. I like uh, I don't know. It felt so good. And I felt bad because in the Illuminati like introduction, my theater was really empty. It was like 10 people the first time. Second oh. time I saw it, people cheered, so that was cool. But like the first time, I accidentally laughed like really loud when John Krasinski came on screen because I was like, there's no way that the internet just bullied Marvel into letting this happen. Literally, (laughs) literally Reddit just cast the movie for them. Okay. So I laughed really loud and I was an office fan growing up. So like, I'm not even being a hater right now. I just thought it was ridiculous. And then, um, so when he got torn to shreds, I also laughed, but, um, (laughs) I really liked seeing Captain Carter in live action. I know a lot of people hate her, apparently. Um, I, it was it was fun to see as a one-off, you know. Um, it was actually really cool how much What If was brought into this. Um, yes. Multiple aspects of What If was brought into this, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so it was cool seeing Captain uh, Carter. I loved seeing, um, sorry, Maria Rambo um, as Captain Marvel. That was so sick. Um, I adored that. Um, and then seeing Professor Xavier, the way that she snapped his neck was crazy. She's so cool. I love Wanda. Sorry. Ah! <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. She just, she was such a, she was such a girl boss in that scene. I don't know. <laughs> oh, mm-mm. nothing on Black Bolt. You no, no feelings. There. No, oh, man. oh, his death was, was. cool. <laughs> yeah. Child. Let me tell okay, this is what I lived for because Wanda <laughs> was savage. Mm-hmm. And that is what I I know people are mad that, that you know their faves got taken out like that. But the pure savagery that they wrote for Wanda here when she said to him, Is your if their mother still alive, good. Somebody'll be here to raise them. Oh, yeah. I hollered in the movie theater. <laughs> I could I was dead. And when she turned and said, what mouth? And Black Bolt blew up his own damn head. Oh, my God. That was probably the most brutal thing Marvel has ever put on the screen. Like MCU Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) No. He blew in his own head. That was so brutal and amazing. I totally forgot to mention that. So amazing. Oh, Josie, what, how'd you feel about this this whole ordeal? Were you disappointed with how they were handled? Or, or did you live for the Illuminati sequence? Oh, no, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a delightful watch. Because, again, it reminded me of Invisible. And I was like, that was the first moment I was like, oh, my God, are we getting somewhere? Because I remember I've been getting so much... <laughs> 
Aiden's speculation because I called the beginning of the film tame. But honestly, at the beginning, I was like, this isn't anything we've seen, like that we haven't seen before. Like one of the main arguments was, oh, but we had like two major battles at the beginnings. And I'm like, yeah, but we got that in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And it had a musical sequence. I was, <laughs> I was in, <laughs> I was entertained. <laughs> you had, you had little Groot dancing. What can get better than that? <laughs> but I, I, this scene was a pivotal point for me. And um, the one with Professor uh, Charles Xavier and like, Wanda's mind was actually my favorite out of the entire movie. Like, oh. It was one of those moments where I was like, okay, like this sets the film apart. Again, it's that style, that Sam Raimi little um, fairy dust in there. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, we were joking about it, but uh, if, if this were Jean Grey, I feel like Professor Xavier wouldn't have hesitated to start building blocks up in that damn mind immediately. I don't know. I feel like yeah. he he likes to he likes to shut down Jean immediately. So he should have just thought of her because uh, he took a little easy when he went into Wanda's mind. But yeah, I thought I thought the Wanda was trapped was the one that was gonna do something. So I, it was oh, me too. I really liked the fact that she just crept up behind him and was like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I also love, we got a little bit of that 90s animated X-Men theme for his intro. I lived. I was like, yes. Mm. This and the, the wheelchair. We finally got the the, the yellow wheelchair. Um, <laughs> and I'm good. I, I didn't need more. I'm, I, I, was, I was good with my little cameo for the characters I like. But I know yeah, other people. I, I literally just in this very moment realized what I'm disappointed about, which I, the last few days I've been like, Oh, no one should be complaining. I was totally happy with the cameos. Like they were fun, but I just realized I kind of wish Magneto was a cameo just mm. in the movie, just because of like his relation to Wanda. Mm. Um, and we've seen her with uh, now Peter or what? No, not Peter. What's his name? <laughs> Rough boner. Uh, Pietro, Pietro, Peter, uh, yeah, Peter, I Peter, think yeah, X Men universe, yeah. So we saw X Men universe, Peter. So like, I would have loved to see Magneto, but I did not think about that until right now. So I guess it's not a real complaint because it didn't they would, bother they me. Know they would have had to retcon too much, girl. Mad, they would have been too much retconning. So they would have been like, it's daughter, true, it's true. I thought your parents got killed by Tony Stark, and like, no. <laughs> but, uh, my favorite battle in the whole film, though, was that damn musical battle near the end with Doctor Strange <laughs> versus Dark Doctor Strange, where he just like throws the music uh, sheets in the air and starts. It's like a symphony oh, yeah. battle. <laughs> I really uh, like that because just the score in this film is like the best part. <laughs> I was, mm -hmm. you know, Danny Elfman. He's always wherever Sam Raimi goes, Danny Elfman will be there as well. <laughs> I got uh, a job. You got a job. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, if it's not Tim Burton, it's Sam Raimi. Elfman is always on board with either one. Uh, but that, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also see like those little campy moments, like the cape being made out of the souls <laughs> at the end oh with my like God, corpse, yeah. Dr. Strange. I lived. I lived. <laughs> no, that was so badass. And yeah. No, but all right. We've been talking about her, but we haven't really talked about her. So basically the co-lead, but also the villain of this film is Ms. Wanda Maximoff herself, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. 
Now, once again, there's a hot topic online when it comes to her depiction in this film. So the big things I've been seeing. One, which I kind of agree, is... Uh, we centered this woman's in, this infinitely powerful woman's entire plot around her children, like chasing around, you know, grieving children. I also am not a huge fan. Of, like after this, it worked okay here for me. Like I don't know, uh, but moving forward, I would like to to put the trope to rest that grief. Is like the precursor to madness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't need that anymore. We've seen it, particularly with women, because it always is in like relation. I don't know. It just comes off as bitches be cray. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'm looking right at you. That was my first um, thought. Yep. <laughs> my first thought. Uh, we got to put that to rest. Um, and it, it did a little bit here, but I think they did a better. WandaVision did a better job of setting this up than mm-hmm. something like Game of Thrones ever did. Um, so I was I was a little bit more okay. Plus, you know, let's not forget, Wanda did be, get introduced into Marvel as a villain. Like her first appearance mm-hmm. was a villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she came back, but she never really got accepted into the team. Like I, mm-hmm. she always felt really distant from the rest of the Avengers. So her feeling isolated in this and doing what she does, I don't know. I didn't feel as though it was out of character for this character. But that's another big complaint is they feel, uh, it feels very disconnected from the arc of WandaVision. Josie, how do you feel about Wanda and her depiction, I guess, and where they took her here? I don't have strong feelings about it. But I will say again, it just falls on the writing. I wish it hadn't been so sudden or at the beginning Like, it would have been nice to see her, like, play along or something. I don't know. Like, actually give us a plot. Actually give us some twists. But, I mean, she was also... It was also fun to see her in that battle at the beginning when she goes to visit them. And then she's, like, going through the mirrors and everything. So, I understand why they did it. Because all of this spectacle relies on her and just her trying to get her kids but I guess I don't know there's just something there that I didn't like but I can't put my finger on it other than just highlight what everyone else has been saying um I really liked uh Rosa's review for Latinx Lens on the depiction of motherhood and everything I loved WandaVision so I won't say I was disappointed with where they took her character. I just feel it could have been fleshed out better instead of it just being like a singular one-dimensional motivation. I feel like there's more to the character and they just made her flatter than a cardboard in this movie. I feel like there's so much more to her and it just, she was so single-minded. All right, Mads. Yeah, I definitely didn't feel like she was taken out of character. Um, especially because we see her with like the black fingertips and the dark hold at the end of WandaVision. Um, Felt like it was the natural progression for her character. She's a villain a lot of the time in the comics. Um, Again, like you said, she came in as a villain in the MCU. I thought it was fun. Um, And I really don't have any complaints other than the fact that I don't like I keep having to see my favorite characters go crazy and then like die for their sins if like you know quote unquote but like 
I'm tired of it. I just want them to heal. <laughs> yeah. um, and being a super hardcore Daenerys fan and then watching this happen to Wanda, um, it's definitely disappointing. And I wish, I mean, I don't think she's dead, dead. No. But um, I also, <laughs> I don't know. I also felt like they didn't bring up vision enough. No. Um, no. I feel like Wanda's that bothered me. Like, <laughs> I'm like barely talked about him. She mentioned him twice, maybe, and then yeah. it just kind of drove me crazy the whole film. Like, I and, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of the things at the end of WandaVision. I was waiting uh, for him to show up. We have a vision at the end yeah. of WandaVision who presumably is getting a conscience, and you know, mm -hmm. they obviously left that open for mm -hmm. him to relearn uh, his life or something, and he just doesn't appear yeah <laughs> as want is going ham <laughs> uh, yeah a little uh, that's an odd choice I, I will say that for sure yeah i just felt like her motivation should have been more about finding vision and her kids rather than just her children mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and agree. and like searching for white vision or whatever his name is um but I still didn't feel like it was too out of character. I don't really have any complaints about the direction they're going, and I'm sure she'll be back. So, oh, yeah, that's well, Paul yeah. busy? We didn't even see him in like the alternate universe, like that's as her husband or anything. True. You know? I think he no. he must have had filming yeah. conflicts or something. <laughs> Maybe. It's but just weird. It it was really weird. It felt really off, and um. I think that's why, like I said, I didn't feel anything while watching the movie. Yeah. And Wanda's one of my favorite characters ever. I mean, she's some of the first comics that my brother gave me as a kid were about her. So, like, I really love her. And because the death was so low stakes and I knew she wasn't dead, I just felt nothing when she died. Um, which is kind of a bummer because you want to, like... that end. Like, uh, yeah. they don't... So they don't spend enough time post her... Mm -hmm. uh, kind of snapping out of it so we don't get enough time of her she just basically sits down as like i have to destroy the dark hold you know like there's yeah. no i mean we get the touching moment with her crying uh <laughs> i mean part of it too i think actually is that everyone's telling her this the whole movie and like she just doesn't listen until she literally sees it with her own eyes that these kids don't want scary witch woman as their mom. They want mm -hmm. their mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're literally telling her that the entire film. And I get that. Yeah, sometimes you have to kind of see it with your own eyes to believe it. But um, I think the Darkhold. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm very curious where we're going because the Darkhold was set up to be to blame for a lot of Wanda's behavior. Uh, like, it's her core, but her judgment was highly clouded and motivated. Yeah. Um, are we going to get another redemption arc for Wanda? I feel like she's been redeemed several times in this <laughs> film series. Um, she got redeemed right off the bat, you know, after it, during Ultron. I, it's not really a big redemption, but she kind of gets redeemed after Civil War, like her, you know, killing all those people in that building. Um, and she gets redeemed at the end of WandaVision. <laughs> Poor girl. Are, are we going to get another one? <laughs> it's like how Thor is finding himself in every movie. Wanda is <laughs> Wanda's getting redeemed in every movie. I guess when you're that powerful, like those two are so damn powerful. I guess they're just constantly like, what do we do with them? Uh... 
I guess they're getting redeemed again, or I guess Thor has to find himself for the million time. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I guess we'll see what they do with Captain Marvel next. Oh, man. I mean, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because I'm pretty positive she's not dead. Elizabeth Olsen's already no, out she's here not. talking about, uh, you know, if they're going to do a solo project, I want it to be a film. And uh, No, she ain't dead. Uh, no, I would if be you don't see stunned. a body, it didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, I mean, the horror rules apply always, and they are tried and true. If I don't <laughs> see that body dead, the funny dead. Thing, yeah, the no. funny thing is that I, I I, just realized that that is associated with horror. I always associate it with Marvel. <laughs> if you don't see a body, it, it's not done. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at you. Marvel being the intro did such a rule for you, Josie. <laughs> yeah, because most of the time, that's how it went. <laughs> Especially, I mean, Bucky (laughs) falling off that damn train and then he's the Winter Soldier. It's like, haha, there he is. So do you, what I want to say, though, is that Elizabeth Olsen was so good. Yeah. Yes. I I loved her performance. She leaned into, she she just, you could tell she had fun. So much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Just that line delivery, like the little biting, like way she delivered so many of her lines I lived for. And you know what? I know it's become a joke because we all live for Wanda and listen, I'm going to go down as a villain too, I guess. You know, that's kind of like a mentality of a lot of us. We going down with Wanda and if that means it's a villain, so be it. Uh, But um, she was right in a lot of the things she was calling out Dr. Strange on. Let me just say that right now. When she yelled hypocrite at him, I said, that's right. She has yeah. a point, Mr. Strange. <laughs> she does. She wasn't wrong. Her like the way she was trying to do things <laughs> were, were questionable. But I mean, she was preaching some truths. <laughs> we we live for <laughs> I I saw a tweet that said, uh, okay, I just live for it because they were like, the gays have never turned our back on a murderous redhead before, and we're not gonna start now. <laughs> <laughs> but the pictures were Wanda. Uh, Jean Grey. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Willow from Buffy. And then Rose from Titanic. <laughs> oh my I god. Hollered when I saw Rose. But um <laughs> uh so how did how did we feel about Rachel McAdams here? <laughs> oh sums it, up. sums it up. Uh <laughs> yeah. kind of how we felt about her in the first film. Uh mm-hmm. just okay, sure. She's, she she's was there. That red hair. She's there. She's okay. Uh, <laughs> do you think this is our actual introduction to X Men and Fantastic Four? Do we think John Krasinski's staying on board, or was this just a cameo? Um, honestly, I, I've been going back yeah. and forth with it for the last few days, and I have no idea. <laughs> I think it is just a cameo. People are really speculating today because Jack Reacher, he's he's completing it, opening up that schedule. So people are like, "Uh uh-oh, is it for Reed Richards? Hmm. Hmm. I think we have more interesting choices. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. Something tells me no. I'd love it if a a white man wasn't Reed Richards. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we've been screaming. Yeah. People just let our voices just go off into the void as we yell and scream these type of things. 
Uh, and if it is, if we do get it, uh, we'll have to be fighting for our lives as I, all the dude bros and the MCU peeps oh my God. Uh, continue to just go ham constantly. But I live for them, actually. I live for their tears. So <laughs> that that's the fight I like to to have rather than just yelling and Hollywood not getting it ever year after year. It reminds me of when they were casting Doctor Strange, actually. I was part of the very loud group of people screaming that it should be Oscar Isaac. Um, And then Benedict Cumberbatch got cast, and I was really disappointed. And he's been wonderful. But I know a lot of people wanted, like, a Latino lead as Doctor Strange. Strange. Um, And I'm so glad that Oscar's Moon Knight now. That's so cool. I was just thinking about this in the theater yesterday because, like, a lot of people wanted him to be Steven um, and now he's in the MCU but I'd love if they took Reed Richards as like an opportunity to to actually cast someone that's not white but you know they won't so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just like with Bond they'll they'll get our hopes up a little bit but at the end of the day out of all these amazing British actors of color that we put forth uh, I'm sure none of them will get that job either <laughs> Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, and what about X Men? I I mean I I'm pretty positive Sir Patrick Stewart was just a cameo. That one, yeah, I'll be stunned if they try to move forward with Patrick Stewart as a no, actual busy. cast. He's living be his best life. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about it because I was like, okay, you know, like Captain Marvel and Captain, you know. Carter or Captain America. Those are just titles. So from universe to universe, anyone could get that. But like Reed Richards is a person. But then mm-hmm. I remembered Spider-Man. So I mean, we Spider-Man, Peter Parker is a person and they literally had three different actors play Peter Parker and No Way Home. So I guess anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what these people might look like moving forward, I suppose. Yeah, that's what, going back to, like, uh, Reed Richards, that's what keeps me, like, on my toes, still wondering if it's just a cameo or not. Because I I genuinely feel it's just a cameo, thinking back on No Way Home. Like, you have different people playing Spider-Man, so hopefully we can get a person of color to play Reed Richards. Like that little cameo. It's just that little cameo to satisfy the people that wanted to see him. (laughs) That's That's fantastic. Yeah. Any idea on when we'll get our first actual X-Men appearance? Other than just a random multiverse cameo? I feel like that's next phase. There's a lot of speculation about Black Panther 2. And that undefined role. Um, I'm forgetting the actress that was cast, but nobody knows what she is. And everyone's kind of hoping Storm. Storm, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're all kind of like hoping Storm gets into... (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, Black Panther 2 has enough uh, problems, yeah. unfortunately, to overcome <laughs> right We're now. We're getting Namor, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, we, I have enough to worry about. Uh, I don't need my favorite <laughs> comic book character, period, uh, thrown in haphazardly into oh, a film no. and, like, ruined. Please, God, <laughs> leave Storm alone if you're not going to give her, like, actually something to do for once on film. Please, I'm begging. I'm be- uh, even if I just get one film. Give Storm something because really you just gave her nothing in all of the X-Men films. (laughs) Storm is so cool. She deserves a solo film. I agree. (laughs) Like, I just want to see her. (laughs) 
I just scream it at the top of my lungs and no one listens. And I'm just sitting here by myself watching her in X-Men Dark Phoenix making ice cubes. Do you understand? I almost raged out of the movie theater when I saw them have her do that. It was almost a done deal. I was so hyped we got Dazzler. And then the next scene, she's making ice cubes. And I said, you know what? Let me just go ahead and oh hit the gosh. exit because that this was is too me much. with this movie. I almost took off my earrings and left the theater during <laughs> one scene. <laughs> I love America Chavez. <laughs> she I thought said, that was obvious. <laughs> she said, I'm done. What the hell y'all doing with my girl America up in here? <laughs> Having her damsel in distress run around here. Again, nothing but respect for Izzy actress. It's marvelous fault. <laughs> Was there anything that we didn't really touch on that you wanted to talk about when it comes to spoilers in Doctor Strange 2, Mads? I'm sorry. About spoilers? Yeah, anything. Anything like, we didn't We really just didn't touch, touch yet? Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. So, I feel like I touched all of the character deaths. I think just my favorite was the two what-if things that were... Uh, Captain Carter and then zombie yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, I was so excited um, that they did that, that they tied it in. And it made watching What If, like, not that it wouldn't be worth it to have watched it by itself because it was just fun by itself, but it made it feel like it all tied into the MCU. And I really love that. Um, and then I really liked. Um, I liked the cameo for Ash from the Evil Dead, but I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Loved seeing him. I was so excited. But those are the only things that... Oh, and then the seeing Charlize Theron being introduced in the oh, MCU. I'm so that. excited. So. I don't know who she's supposed to be, but I was so on board. <laughs> so she's playing... Apparently that character is mm -hmm. uh, like the Sorcerer Supreme of an underworld type thing, but she's Stephen Strange's like real true love. Like that's his love interest for real. Um, and that's who he'll end up with apparently. So I'm so on board. Rachel right? McAdams said, good, let me on out. <laughs> <laughs> we're freeing her <laughs> alright Josie anything we hadn't really touched on that you wanted to talk about in this film I guess I was very happy because I actually like what if so I do agree I was happy to see some little nods to that I will say I for some reason I guess so much speculation was made that was, I was expecting at least something connecting to Loki maybe like an easter egg or something yeah yeah. So not getting anything at all kind of left me a little bit bummed. Not disappointed, but bummed. And I, because I didn't think about it until later that I was like, wait, a lot of people were speculating that Loki would connect with this, considering, I mean, literally the epitome of Loki <laughs> sets up madness. So you think, huh, one and one equals two, but no. So I'm curious what they're going to do with that. I will say, uh, I know I kind of like bucked back at Dwayne with his hit tweet over there. <laughs> the one thing that is weird is we've had, what, three or four different ways that we've opened the multiverse so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. And we keep just adding more. So, like, you know, we all kind of assumed Doctor Strange would probably tie into the end of No Way Home and what he did. Or yeah. Loki. The trailer the makes Loki. it seem that way. The trailer, But it's America. Oh. <laughs> You, it's you only did. America. Yeah. how we go through the multiverse only. So um, weird. 
So, and, and Dr. Strange also seems like so shook by all of it. Like, I don't know. He seems almost like he didn't realize, hey, I opened the multiverse myself. Just the last <laughs> movie. Like, I, I think, don't know. He see- <laughs> I think they're just suffering a lot from COVID. Because COVID affected the shows and their yeah. schedules and their endings. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was affected. Um, WandaVision had to change storylines because of that. Um, and with this one, I mean, Doctor Strange was supposed to come out before No Way Home. So I can see yeah. how that affects it. But y'all do reshoots all the time. <laughs> what what happened? Mm. Yeah. Josie, how do you feel about Captain Carter? I liked her. I know a lot of people found her annoying, but I liked her. Because that, that was one I, I really... I actually, everyone hated that episode. I liked it. I loved it. What I thought if? it was so cute. I loved yeah. it. I it loved her. It was like the her. best episode of the season. Yeah. That one and the Doctor Strange one. We're like mm-hmm. the two best. Well, okay. Her performance was nice. Um, I actually she was very happy good. with mm-hmm. LaShawna mm-hmm. Lynch as Captain Marvel. Because... I, I love Captain Marvel. Uh, and I saw her and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I like those. So like, again, I like that scene. I like those camels. I like that battle. I like Low key, it. let's go back to MCU. I'm hyped that <laughs> Wanda off the two men in like 0.5 seconds. And it was the two women who like survived and actually put up any kind of a fight. Yes. Because uh, they were the two more interesting ones anyway. So fight me. Uh, no, I loved seeing the three of them fighting. <laughs> So much. Yeah. I was just thinking this yesterday when I rewatched it. Like, their little battle was so fun. It was one of the most fun parts of the movie to me, like seeing the three of them together. Specifically, yeah. like Captain Marvel v. Wanda is like a, a closer matchup because, I mean, I love to see Miss, Miss Carter in action, but girl, what you gonna do against Wanda? <laughs> Uh, you put up as much of a fight as you possibly could because mm-hmm. just like Mr. Captain America, uh, when he pu- tried to punch Thanos, I mean, really what you going to do? I mean, bless your, bless Gold your heart. Gold star bless your heart. for trying. Um, but, you know, because uh, we don't really get to see like women v. women in these huge mega roles, which is weird because the comic books, I mean, hello, we're talking about the Scarlet Witch. We've mm-hmm. talked about Jean Grey. Yeah. We have Captain Marvel. Uh, a lot of the like mega <laughs> powerful beings uh, that will go head to head are women in the comic books. And we haven't really got to see them like go head to head like that. Um, because uh, every time we've gotten like a female villain, which is still almost none, um, they're fighting a male hero and then vice versa. So I don't know. That would that would be fun. It did seem like uh, this Captain Marvel was a little bit weaker than our Carol Danvers, though. Because I feel like Carol wouldn't have gotten killed by a statue. It would have. <laughs> um, it would have interfered with their pacing and everything. So they were like, "Sorry, gotta go." <laughs> We gotta kill her. I I would like to see like Phoenix Force Jean v this Wanda. I feel like oh, <laughs> I would just be living. I would just live. I'm just saying. Like I just put it out there. But uh, <laughs> all right. I'm glad we don't have any Peggy Carter haters up on here because yeah. I have been hearing too much Peggy slander on my timelines, no. and I don't understand. You know, <laughs> no, I love her. I was nervous. Yeah. yeah. But she did a good job. I just don't understand why it's so annoying when she says it, but Cap can say that same thing. That's what I was going to say. Movie after movie, and everyone just lives. 
so many people were so angry and i was like leave her alone number one what else is she gonna say (laughs) what else is she gonna say because we haven't spent time with her it's the only thing that connects us to the character yeah what else are they gonna write for her they did it with all of them like professor xavier Mm -hmm. said a line he said from the x-men films they all did it so it's like oh god she says it in what if she said it here leave her alone And it made Wanda like a benevolent killer. She gave Captain Carter a way out. She's like, girl, ain't you tired? Like, there's a chair over there, Captain. Move out of my way. And, you know, she wanted to fight. So she got chopped in half. I mean, I can love Captain Carter and also live for her death. That's how I feel as well. Because, like, I was nervous to come on here and be like, I like Captain Carter because so many people have been mean about it. And I thought she was super cute. I also was living when the blood had or when the shield had blood like dripping down it while Mm -hmm. it was stuck in the wall. I thought that was so sick. So but she was super cute and I loved her. (laughs) John Walker could never with that shield. You hear me? (laughs) Well, all right. That were our spoiler thoughts on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hopefully you all like this. If you did, make sure to leave us a rating, leave us a review anywhere that you are listening to the Cinemania World podcast. Josie, thanks for coming on. Do you want to let people know where they can find you specifically? Yes, you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And Mads, it was so nice talking to you and having you back on the podcast. Thank you. Where can people find you? Yeah, um, I have two podcasts. One is Windsor Film Club and the other is Night Sisters Podcast. One is about underrated movies and the other is lifting up women in the Star Wars fandom that contribute. Um, And my personal accounts are on everything at Maddie underscore Amidala. Perfect. And you can follow me over at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions on both Instagram and, of course, YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye.